Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I want to assimilate those people that I couldn't assimilate them in 70 years. I want to assimilate them in 10 years. So you are in the front line. After this, no mercy. Like, remove them from the root. So, so tell me about these concentration camps. So you cannot be Muslim because being Muslim is about being tourism. If you are living in Urumqi, the short period is, shortest period is one year. Because you are a good Muslim, they want to bring your uh, faith. Um, you know that there are lots of people that question yeah. uh, whether uh, this really exists. Some people will die non-Muslim. The plight of the Uyghur Muslims in East Turkestan has been described as a genocide. An entire ethnic, cultural and religious group is being erased. We hear stories of mass detention, the banning of Ramadan, the closure and demolition of mosques. We also hear the disturbing reports of women being forced into marriage, forced sterilization, and children being removed from families and reassigned to Chinese couples. At the same time, people question these accounts. There is a lot of disinformation on social media and diplomatic circles, and many, even some government-paid Islamic scholars, have questioned the extent of the persecution, if not the persecution itself, especially since the Biden administration has adopted it as a cause, as part of their fight against an emerging geopolitical rival. So how do we know what to believe? Today, I am joined by Abdul Rashid Amin, He's the Secretary General of the International Union of East Turkestan Organization, one of the largest Uyghur organizations in Turkey. Brother Abdul Rashid, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, and welcome to the Thinking Muslim. Thank you so much. Well, it's great to have you with us, uh, brother. Now, maybe a good place to start is, is really just tell me about your life as a Uyghur in East Turkestan. I think you were born in East Turkestan and you came to Istanbul 
maybe six, seven years ago. Um, now, what what was your experience during this period when you were from when you were born up to when you left East Turkestan? So th- my, this life is not normal. So I cannot be the one I want to be and with this China. So because China don't want me to be a Muslim, a Uyghur or someone like very free because there's a lot of remindings and it is unusual and abnormal. So this thing accompanied me until I leave, uh, even I left Turkestan. So uh, you can imagine that I am in uh, in the in the school, for example, I started at when I'm six, uh, I went to school and the first class is about atheism. So there's no God, but they start from very interesting part. The children, we're afraid of, uh, the jinn, right? The ghost. So they said, okay, do you believe the, the jinn will kill you or eat you? We said, okay, yes. Okay. They said, don't afraid because there is no jinn. Do you know why there is no jinn? Because there is no Allah, no God. So no God means there is no jinn. Did you see the jinn? No. And then no jinn. So this kind of interesting part that, okay, we would like to rather to choose there is no jinn in the nights and then we can sleep very good, comfortable. But after that, we should also reject the existence of the God. So this kind of like teaching started, and then there is the 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 Mao Zedong. Mao Zedong is the founder of the the current the modern China, and they said, okay, this man, and he is he very very great man, and he like he's the one who will, will lead you. Even he already passed away, like a prophet. Yeah, something that you should really really respect. So even his picture, you should respect. In each classroom has his picture. At the same time. Like, you cannot just draw on his picture or say something bad about him. So, like, him, like, there is a, someone who rescued us from a lot of dangers. Uh, actually, he occupied us, but uh, I should, uh, like, admire him as one of our rescuers, a saver. And then I rejected God, and then I rejected my prophet, and then I will have my new leader and I can obey and pray and worship him. So this kind of thing started from when I am six. So Alhamdulillah, after I return home, or like, uh, or as a normal Muslim, I, I know that, okay, those things not normal. Or after some time, it's okay, I can realize that uh, someone will tell me that, okay, this is the lies. And then, okay, I, I can identify that all of them like made up things. And then, and I start to learn uh, the Arabic language, I start to learn the Islam more like from the really academic way by myself and trying to read books or I reached some some people to teach me. And at that time, this was all available? All illegal. It's illegal. Illegal. Like yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the underground thing. It's like, so because you know that the Muslims, the the there is a really big difference between Muslims and non-Muslims. I'm not like saying that the most like the non-Muslims are abnormal or something like the, because in the Muslim community, even you are oppressed or someone don't allow you to do something, uh, but you will do it if you want to do it. Because uh, the prophets you follow or the prophets you follow or the, the seerah or the history or stories you learned from the Quran, everything told you that. If something you should do as a Muslim, you should do it. Abdurrahim, I'm trying to I'm trying to understand. So, you have this propaganda from school. Um, uh, 
was the um, uh, the curtailment of Islam, the banning of yeah. learning Islam, did that happen at the very beginning of your yeah. period? So throughout your life, you learned Islam through underground scholars. Yeah, underground scholars. For example, in the mosques, okay, according to the Chinese law, constitution, yeah. a child or as a man should not uh, have any religion until he is 18. So, ah. yeah, it is illegal for me to be Muslim, actually, right. to pray. And it is illegal for my parents to teach me to Islam. And uh, so, at the same time, uh, the China at that time already limited the Islam inside the mosque. So you can pray, but you should be above 18. And you so can... No, no, the Muslim mosque. So, like, not every every time there will be someone, but uh, each Juma, Friday prayers, and there will be someone from the police station. They will like stop in front of the mosque. They will see if any child will go. So we will just go to the roof of the neighbor of the mosque, and then we just like jump into the mosque and then pray. And after that, <laughs> the same message to go out. So. Uh, this kind of thing, actually. So being Muslim, actually, it is illegal for me until 18. And what would happen to your parents or to any parent if their child was found to be uh, learning in a in a underground madrasa or going to the mosque? Yeah, the first one is arresting. And the second one is there will be like uh, the penalties, like financially. Fines, uh. But uh, some of some 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 sometimes there will be like sentencement for the parents or for the. So you the, knew the of people who went to prison for this. Yeah, yeah, I know really? that. Like there's the mostly the the there is actually the the priests are really different than one of one than others. For example, in the time of uh, before the Xi Jinping, the like the previous administration, they really focusing on action. If there is any action happen, it is against the law. They will punish you really hard, but they don't punish you that much. They will like they they trying to assimilate you very hardly, but at the same time they don't punish you for your thinking <laughs> or for your ideology that much. Uh -huh. So that's why before Xi Jinping, there's a lot of like democratic movement even inside China. But after the Xi Jinping, it's a different. It's like he punish you the possibility of thinking something against. The, the Chinese ideology. So Xi Jinping becomes uh, <laughs> a premier in 2012. Uh, 2013, yes. 2013. And before before him, yeah. I mean that before him, the the teaching the children or teaching uh, anyone else uh, the Islam uh, in madrasas is illegal and it is something action which is like really right. will be punished very hardly. So I know a lot of Muslim scholars and they had been sentenced for five years, 10 years because they taught the children, the, the for example, like Arabic grammar book or Hadith or Quran. And but the China frame it like illegal. Uh, they call it illegal madrasa or sometimes they frame it terrorism directly because you are organizing something. So organization in Eastern is like something that China really afraid of. So, so you're, you are organizing someone or some group to come and like a very uh, scheduledly. So then the, the, the China very afraid of that. So China like repunishing very hard. So everything changed well, after 2013. Of course, before 2013, 
it was pretty harsh. But after 2013, you say yeah. that not only your actions were now prescribed, but also your thinking, the way you thought. Explain that to me, please. Um, actually, I'm talking about your, my experiences as a normal, like, individual, uh, like, uh, Abdul Rashid, who uh, lived in Turkestan, like, uh, born in 90s, lived in 2000 until, like, from 2000 to 2016, like, uh, until I leave uh, to uh, to leave to Turkey. So during this time, as individual, what I witnessed is my childhood. Like everyone is very cautious and very careful about their life, and then there is ten years that until two thousand nine, like nine years that the, there is some like uh, better situation, but still the assimilation is happening and China. Because something happened in nineties, China very cautious that they like by they by withdrawing a lot of rights, like political rights of Uyghurs, and they arresting a lot of people, and even they are manipulating uh, the media, the news, and then they don't want us to know a lot of thing, and they banning like Facebook, Instagram, this kind of international media, day by day. And two thousand nine, what happens? There is Urumqi massacre happened in the fifties uh, July. This Urumqi massacre was like a turning point, like one of the nexus event for the Uyghurs, which is um, uh, after that, uh, the, our relationship with the government or the government's relationship with any any kind of Uyghur uh, didn't like uh, remain as as normal or as optimistic. How so? Because in 5th of July, before the 5th of July, there is Yes, uh, the oppression is happening, but it is partially. So the China will oppress me for uh, in Hoten, but uh, he will respect some Uyghurs in Urumqi, or he will respect some Uyghurs in some other cities. But after that, the China didn't respect an, any Uyghur after that. Or even you are traveling inside China, and the Chinese people are like not disrespecting you or attacking you in the street because they frame you, you are like, the terrorists or potential terrorists because you are Uyghur. And after 2009, can you imagine that while we are traveling inside uh, China in the airport, if the Chinese policemen see your ID card, ID card, it is written that which place you are coming. I'm coming from Asterix and they call Xinjiang. And then from me until 10%, they will uh, ask everyone to take off their shoes. Before me, no. After 10%, no. Actually, I, I have like very special treatment. So after 2009, the China trying, China framing each Uyghur has a potentiality to be against China or like threatening Chinese authority. And after 2009, we witnessed that the China day by day uh, preparing something that like we are not gaining while we are living more and more time with China, actually we are losing more and more. We are losing when it comes to our rights, when it comes to our finance, when it comes to our like the the wills, natural wills, and when it comes to our religious uh, religious freedom, everything we are losing. And at the same time, it, it was like uh, economic depression uh, globally, and China also impacting, uh, influenced by that. That's why like. The Chinese authority very busy with its own economic problem. And then the Xi Jinping came. 
the first thing. Yeah. So tell me about Xi Jinping's era. So Xi Jinping's era was um, actually the Xi Jinping started uh, or stated that what he want to do is really clearly after he came, he came, he came to the to the position, and he has two uh, statement that I never will. Uh, or three one three uh, statements I never forgot. One is what he made after he came to position. He did a travel around the world. He traveled to uh, the European countries, uh, the Korea, Japan, and everywhere. He said, uh, "We were the dragon who were who was sleeping. Now we are awake. So don't afraid us, but we will also be strong." And then he started the Chinese dream, which is uh, the new silk. And then he made two statements about Uyghurs. One is when he was the new to the, the position, he said, after some, more than like around 70 years of uh, administration, he said administration, I will say this is occupation, we didn't manage to synthesize East Turkestan. The people not feeling they are China. Even someone who visit Turkestan at the time, they will not feel it is China. And then the the problem is the the Chinese culture or Chinese identity or being Chinese becomes something not be accepted or legitimized in Turkestan. So like Chinese culture is something that we always trying to be very far away because it is non-Islamic. And the second thing is what he like drugs the attention is about the the marriage rate, the marriage uh, between Uyghur and Chinese, it is 0.001, which is like the Uyghurs for the 70 years we rejected to marry Uyghur, the Chinese people. Even there's there's a very communist Uyghur people or communist like very non-Islamic, very anti-Islam Muslim, anti-Islam Uyghurs, they also rejecting to marry Chinese people. And th- he said, he framed it that actually this is thing, they're showing that uh, East Turkestan actually resisting to be China. So that's why he he mentioned it that. And then after him, because he was very new to the position, he did a domestic uh, renovation of the system. And like uh, he arrested a lot of uh, the previous former governors of all the, the cities, all the regions, including East Turkestan. And then after he renewed it and like uh, really guaranteed his position in 2014, like after one year, he came again. He said uh, he actually did this statement in front of his army. He gathered all army generals uh, who are staying in districts, residing in districts and that. Okay, now you are in the front line. So you are in the front line. After this, no mercy. Like remove them from the route. Which means, okay, uh, you are in East Turkestan, the place that you occupied for seven, more than 70 years. And then you are not like uh, the in the war. There's no one like carrying gun against you. And then you are talking to your generals. Like you are not talking about your like policemen or you are not talking about your like manage, like uh, the governors. Actually, you are talking about your army. They, you said no mercy after this. You will like remove them from the route. Okay. Who who are the like you want to remove? There's three type of person. Like one is the terrorists, radicals, and then the separatists. Okay, who is the terrorists? Okay, who is the separatists? Who is the ter- uh, the the radicals? 
actually anything that a Muslim have, like, you will fit one of them. Really? If you pray, you are a radical Yeah, like uh, in 2014, before that statement, China uh, published 75 signs of being terrorist. So if you have that sign, 75 signs, you potentially terrorist. Right. Give me some examples okay, like, of the sign. Yeah, having very good... A beard. A beard. Yes. And uh, you visited Turkey and you learned Turkish language and you learned Arabic language. You visited uh, Dubai and you visit, you went to for Hajj, right? So you have any anyone you know outside, uh, outside China and you are praying and you were smoking but you abandoned to smoke after that. You are drinking, you are not drinking after that. And... Um, You don't have any Chinese friend. Your your wife is like niqabi or hijabi. Your children, some of them, uh, they are not. Uh, they actually didn't continue their studies for the university, but they are work, like doing business. Why they are doing business? There is some problem. Okay. Um, even they said if you stalking some meals, it means like why you are stalking. So why you are stalking some like very general meals in your house, the problem. And if you have uh, a lot of money, but you are not saving it in the bank, but you are saving your money and your finance inside your house. Okay, there's a problem. Actually, the, anything that the China thinking it will be problem in the future from that person. And they said, okay, included everyone. Actually, while they included those person as terrorists, radicals or separatists, Actually, they included us that the, actually there is the, the thing, the aim of China is they want to frame as much as Uyghurs inside this framework because at that time still the global war on terrorism is in the trend and everyone were working on it. So it justified it. what it they justified, were doing. Okay, yeah. the first of all, let Like as much as Uyghur become a tourist, okay, I am potential tourist, Abdurashid, because I have bread and I visited, I, I know Turkish a lot of, I have a lot of problem, I, my father, my family and every Uyghur. Okay, I potentially tourist. And then what I, what China do? Because he cannot kill me because I didn't do anything against the law or again, like to, to, to deserve the death. Okay, China said, I don't want to kill you, but I want to change you. But my, like, Excuse, excuse to arrest you is about like uh, this this sinus you have, and then there is concentration camps. Okay. So, so tell me about these concentration camps because, of course, the Chinese government would say that um, these are re-education re camps or for careers or for uh, you know their voluntary camps. So, when did these camps arrive, and uh, what was the nature of these camps? Okay, so after 2013, after that statement that uh, the Xi Jinping really unhappy that this Eastern state, Eastern not China, that means what failed is, okay, they occupied us, but they couldn't assimilate, assimilate us. So assimilization is like really failed. So what China want to do is Chinese dream, new Silk Road. For that reason, Turkestan should be belong to China forever because that project is a grand strategy of China. It like really, really matters for China to exist. That's why the China should guarantee Turkestan will be part of China. There will not any Uyghur want to be uh, depend independent from China. But why is the Silk Road so 
crucial in what they call Xinjiang in in East Turkestan? What's the connection? Because uh, it is like uh, relating to the uh, geopolitical thing, which is uh, the China is a manufacturing country, and there is a consuming region, which is Europe, and there is also the another region on the way is like the Central Asia, Azerbaijan, Iran, and uh, Turkey and Europe. All of them are con- consuming countries. So we, ha- the China has very big manufacturing capacity. So China wanna sell its production on the way those people until the Europe. And this economic, uh, like economic road will provide China. And this goes uh, like through influence. East Turkestan. Without East Turkestan, China cannot do it. Only the East Turkestan provide them, uh, like gate go to Pakistan and go to the Central East. At the same time. 40% of Chinese energy the consuming that China consuming each day is coming from our side. I didn't know, really. And those 40%, among those 40%, uh, like if you divide those 40 to 100 again, and the, the another 40 or 50% coming from MENA region and or Central Asia. And it comes through. Yes, the pipeline actually come, uh, like goes through from Mr. Kistan. And then those 100, which is like the daily consuming 100%, 40% outside and they go through from Eastern, right? Another 30% of domestic production of energy coming from Eastern. So actually we are feeding in China. Without that, China will be like the poor and will not be China. So that dragon will dead, like will be dead, like <laughs> starving. So uh, the, what China granting is to do to make this happen. And also, not only making it happen, making it in the way that will not lose. Because the China already spent a lot of money now, right? And uh, only that the project will rescue China or make China this kind of hegemony, replacing USA like the dragon coming to eat. So uh, this kind of thing, what China can do is rapid assimilation process, which means I want to assimilate those people that I couldn't assimilate them in 70 years, I want to assimilate them in 10 years. So the China made up like the first, uh, the plan is until 2025, China will assimilate all the Uyghurs as China. Okay, so in 2014, China started as a test. I know that in Khotan, a lot of my friends, so each, each small village, they have like very local administration. Those local administrations, they have police station. That police station will make the list of the Uyghurs in that region who are problematic. In the first place, they chosen, they choose selected problematic because they have a history of being arrested. Problematic because they have uh, some social issue like drug or thief or something. And they problematic because they are more Islamic, like more precious Muslim, practical Muslim. Those list and those people uh, not arrested from the house. The China called them. They said, there's three months of the, the training program you should attend. It is compulsory, but you should go by yourself. And then I will go. For example, I didn't go, but my friend, he went. And then inside that, uh, the training house or training center, it is actually transferred from a not used uh, 
government facilities at that time. You can come and go from these centers? No, you will go by yourself. Some of them will give you one day off a week. Some of them will not. And some of them really big in the prison format. And then uh, some of them really like will serve, like will control it, which is China will arrest you from house directly and put you. So there's different type of like testing actually. Some of them like easy to go, yourself will go in three months, you will uh, learn a lot of Chinese language, Chinese ideology, communist ideology, you will become non-Muslim, blah, blah, blah. And after that, you will come back after three months. And you said, okay, I already graduated. There's different type. It started in 2014. I really, really remember that. My friend, he went, in, uh, he went there. And then sometimes we can call him in the nighttime because he bribed the guard to get his uh, the phone. And sometimes like in two weeks or three weeks, he can get one day up to visit his family. And but like only a few hours and he will like return back. So, but it was two, 2014. But in when it comes to the 2015, 16, while I am leaving in Turkestan, it become really something serious. So after that, no phone call. They will arrest you from the house and it becomes something to threaten you or, or something that already written. Okay. In Urumqi, if you are living in Urumqi, the short period is, short period is one year, the in concentration camp. If you are living in some place, it's a six months, three months, one year, sometimes two years. And it like design it according to the situation of that city. And then after that, there's really like clear that you know that they will arrest you and to put you inside the concentration. Everyone? Everyone. Really? I know that uh, my, my father, for example, in 2017, I know that my father and my brother, they went to concentration camps for three months also because they... Um, messaged me in the beginning of 2017. They said they are very good and fine. And after some days, they disappeared for three months. And after three months, they said, okay, we went to hospital and now we are uh, very good situation. Okay, at that hospital, three months hospital. So they used the word hospital as a cover. Yeah, okay. as a cover. Yeah. And then this kind of situation actually, that uh, it started 2014 and the aim is the, the assimilation. So what's your graduation like, the, the score that, like, quality? You should be non-Muslim. You should be explicit. really communist. Yeah, explicit non-Muslim. Because um, there is a camp survivor. Uh, her name is Zumrat Daud. She said, they told me to be uh, abandon Islam. I will not be Muslim. And then they told me that each day I should write one page, uh, like, response paper. I can say, like, it is evaluation paper or you said self-evaluation I said in this each day can you imagine it should be different than the first day uh the Mao is very good and like communism is very good I learned something like that blah 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 in Chinese language but you are not speaking Chinese you should learn Chinese and in the from the first day and then you should write one page uh, the paper and then you will hand over hand over something like that in in three months or one year or half of years you should finish that kind of process. And what you learn, you learn that what is the communism and how the Islam not uh, helping the, the, the Uyghurs and how the terrorism is very bad and this kind of thing. There is uh, uh, Gülbahar, uh, there is uh, Kalbinur. Uh, Kalbinur uh, is also 
uh, witness of camp concentration camp, but she is different. She were she she was the teacher, right. the Chinese language teacher. She also in the camp. In the camp, she said like she she was always crying while she giving the witness. She said like it's really hard for me that because I know that every single of my students they are arrested compulsory like forcibly and then they some of them everyone has their life their children had been separated from them and they are crying while I am teaching them the Chinese language and I am actually not teaching on knowledge actually I'm like like oppressing them. Can you imagine that a teacher? She said she was like very good, qualified, rewarded teacher, uh, who are who were who was teaching Chinese language in the Chinese school for like several years. She said in the first time I I like I was ashamed that I am teaching. So like, but because I am oppressing them by teaching, so this kind of thing that like and then concentration camp is it. But this is a normal process, and there is something that the China want to do, which is what thing that a Muslim community they always resist because they have the dignity and they have courage, and、uh, they have the patience, and that's why what China want to do is that、uh, focus or targetedly beating,、uh, like、uh, the oppressing or、uh, sometimes raping the woman. Uh, like、uh, drug testing, this kind of like oppressions. There's something extra actually. So you have mentally tortured,、uh, but at the same time you have physically tortured. The food, everything is very bad, and you have、so、like you have pork and、yeah. haram food. And on after that, and、uh, like there is your every life is un-Islamic, and and also your normal life and like the 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 the. The cage is,、uh, I can say, it's the cage. The room is very small, twenty percent living, and everyone suffering. No one like very good. You cannot,、uh, how can I say, like, you cannot um,、uh, take any kind of、uh, good feeling or good helping, mental helping from others because everyone suffering. At the same time, because you are woman, they will rape you. Because you are a good Muslim, they wanna, uh, the like break your you know, dignity, break your、uh, faith, and they wanna do a lot of thing to punish you and torture you. Because they are the Chinese police inside the concentration camps. Actually, they are. It is like their、um, resting time joy to be happy by torturing you by do something bad to you. So Abdurashid, outside of the concentration camps,、yeah. so we I've understood the concentration camps are not just re-education camps.、Yeah. They're destroying you mentally and physically. At this time, so this is now、yeah. during、uh, the Xi Jinping era. Outside of the concentration camps, are you able to? If you're over eighteen, are you able to practice Islam? No, actually,、uh, in two thousand sixteen, it was my last Friday, like pray the Juma prayer. Uh, you were there. You were yeah, in, yeah,、uh, in Turkestan. The the last Juma prayer in Turkestan. I went to my mosque, the the mosque in my village.、Uh, at the time, the China not allow you to go the mosque of other village. So you should only have your religious mosque. If you go another religious mosque, they will ask where are you. Just go your own village. Okay, I went. Ah,、uh, they united four mosques. 
like the neighboring four four villages. Each day, each each Juma, and they broadcasting actually the the speech of one Imam. And I said okay because it is not khutbah, okay like normal speech, but khutbah is uh, there's Imam okay for each mosque. After I left, like one or two months, another person came out from my village. I asked him uh, what's the story. He said, after you left, after two months, they said uh, the khutbah also will be broadcasting. And this imam broadcasting khutbah to the other three villages, actually. This one, another three villages. And then they said they're competing each other, actually. If anyone do good, did good, and it will stay, he will stay and others will go. And then, Okay, uh, really strange and not unacceptable. Still, there is Islam, right? And after that, in 2017, uh, the the last wave of people, they said, we witnessed that they already closed all the mosques. Right, shut them down. Shut them down. Right. But they allow the people above 60s with the cart. Okay, Jalal, uh, you are 60 years old, and they will give you cart. And that card is to open the gate of mosque. But only in the pray, five pray time, right? There's no azan will go out. And then you only can go in inside a mosque that uh, nearby your house. It's like, and under 60, no. They, they cannot go. And after one year, what we witnessed is China shut down all the mosques. So only a few mosques, they left them for visitors from outside to see, okay, there's Islam still, blah, 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 but there is no, no one sh can go to the mosque because the Islam is totally banned. So you cannot be Muslim because being Muslim is a being tourism, tourist. So they don't allow people to do funeral according to Islam. So after you're dead, do you know in, in, in Turkey what we do in actually around the world and diaspora, we do uh, the, the jinaza namaz like the Jinaza prayer for the people who died in Istruks. Because they cannot do the Jinaza prayer for them. That's why we do that. And no, like in all the life of Islam, they don't allow you. And starting from 2018, they started the surveillance system, which is they don't allow anyone to, it is started like from the big also again. So, while I am in Turkestan, for traveling outside of Turkestan, I should have one card. It is a um, paper that showing that I have allowance to permission to travel inside Istur inside China for business. And after that, they did this for inside domestic traveling. Okay, I'm in living in Khotan, but I'm I want to go to Urumqi. I should have permission. They call it green card. I should have green card. And after that, they made it between the regions. I am, uh, for example, Khotan has like around seven regions. From this region to another region, I should have green card. But I cannot move. For example, Urumqi is like mega city of uh, East Turkestan. So everyone want to live there, like Istanbul. We are no one origin from Urumqi, but they are coming from others. After 2016, China requested for everyone to go back home. So after that, no chefs, because they are coming from other cities, they went. A lot of restaurants corrupted because no, they cannot like let anyone to work. And then they said, after this, you cannot move out from your city. 
you should you are if you are from hotel you should live inside hotel because they want to control you so like they want to like uh monitor you, monitor you. Yeah. and you are should live in a house that you born a village that you originally came and then you are like returning returning and after that okay after this you cannot go go out you can't go abroad at this and point? then they limited uh, the limitation like more in the way that um uh, it is also in 2017 and uh, in the end of 2000 uh, like in the beginning of 2018 is that okay uh, i have my family in my parents house and i born there but i moved out because i already got married and i have children for i am another village and then i want to visit my parents house I should get permission to go out from my village. My parents will get permission to host me in their house. And then I can like uh, go in from the checking point. So there's checking points in the out of each street. I can go out because I have permission to go out. These are I can go in. officers, yeah. police officers. Yes, yeah, police officers, checkpoints, right. like they will stop me and they will search me. And then I can go out. But at the same time, I should show that I have the permission to go out because I'm going there. And then my parents will wait in the gate, showing them, okay, this is my son. He want to visit me. So this is visiting permission. So actually they are limited us like inside very small circle. And after that, what they did, what they did is, okay, it is like Islam, uh, one by like one step, one step, then they banned all the mosques, right? And after that, they destroyed the mosques, demolished. And after that, changed a lot of mosques into a bar and cafeteria. There's no imam, even if you want to be Muslim, there's no imam to teach you or no one to like encourage you to talk to you about Islam. And after that, you're uh, like the, you are limited inside your house. Okay, who will be your friend to talk or who will be your relatives to discuss because the people are the social people, right? So China said, okay, there is, you have the relatives, which is Chinese relatives. China said, after this, for the assimilation process, So each Uyghur should have one Chinese relative. So they assigned a Han Chinese person to a Uyghur person. No, like I'm Uyghur. I have another Chinese coming from inside China just yesterday, and it will be my uncle. Wow. Okay, I, I he will live in my house for one week. He lives in your house, yeah. And I go his house to eat pork with him like for one week. And this kind of like actually oppression, the China doing that. Okay, why? What it is monitoring you inside your house. And also changing the way that you live. They're normalizing a lot of abnormals for your life. They're normalizing a man that who eat pork and work, like live with you. Someone who drink alcohol. Someone who are non-Muslim. And you are a woman. Your husband arrested. But another Chinese uncle inside your house. And it is an, a, like very against the mahram. Uh, the, the, like the life of style that you have as a Muslim it will be broken and normalize it again and again. And this is something that China wanted. And no Islam, after that, when it comes to the next generation, it will start from the, it is compulsory for, for us to send our children to the kindergarten. So in the kindergarten, the teachers, well, the Chinese teachers, only teach our children the Chinese language, Chinese culture. And while you are withdrawing all the ideology or religious that, fill the gap uh, of the people with 
like the ethic and the life of the principles, right? There is no principles, no ethics left. And then China brought the Confucius principles or Confucius ideology to fill that gap. So can I ask Abdul Rashid, uh, at this point, um, you're not allowed to leave uh, your area. You're not allowed to leave East Turkestan. So they can't escape now from the clutches of China. No. Really? Because in uh, in the beginning of 2017, China said oh, there is a technical issue of all the passports, so they seized all the passports. Really? They said, we will give you back after we solve the technical issue, and they did never, they give. never give back. And as I told you that, now it is also very hard to imagine someone to travel outside of my city, even not like outside of uh, Turkestan. Because the Chinese government would say that uh, Uyghur culture is flourishing in uh, yeah in this region of East Turkestan, Xinjiang, as they call it. And there is a, um, and they will sometimes use, you know, even Western diplomats will, will be received by uh, Uyghur ceremonies and cultural ceremonies. They will return back and say that there is a cultural, these people are living their culture. Okay, uh, first of all, saying that, first of all, thing- Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It is a very foolish question. I question as my Pakistani classmate that or some Indian friends, uh, are you like dancing in the street like the Bollywood movie? He said, no, we are not fools. Actually, the Uyghurs are not the fools that, fools that if someone visits you and then you like va- dancing in the street, we are not dancing in the street. So it's a fake culture. <laughs> yes, that they've brought. like we are not dancing in the street. Even like the cultural clothes, yes, we are like wearing our cultural clothes, but yeah, we are not like someone that um, really, really... I, I identically wearing the cultural clothes in the street and there is someone coming from outside and we identify that, okay, hi, the Western guy, I am dancing in front of you like that. We are not that kind of like, actually it is made up by China. And do you know what the mean of Xinjiang? Xinjiang is like new colony. Col- like Jiang is colonial, the, the territory and Xin is new. Yeah. So this new colony... Uh, the China occupied it, colonized it, and assimilated it, and he it uh, failed to assimilate it, but still colonizing. 
but he want to justify it. Okay, the, what the colonizing do is, we know is really, really good. Actually, sometimes it's really ex uh, easy to explain it with the British colonization, right? Do you think the Middle Eastern countries or India, even they really, really uh, happy with that uh, British colonization? Uh, but if you ask the British colonizers, they said, okay, we brought them democracy, we brought them the system, we brought them a lot of things, the military, blah, 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 right? Okay, if you arrest my father, my parents, my relatives, you kill a lot of people in front of me, you massacred a lot of people, and then you come to my village, you rebuilt some walls very good and very like beautiful way and then you said i'm giving you money okay you maybe you give me money and then you said uh yeah abdurashid okay and i think after this you will wear more bright clothes or uh do, if you want to dance and just learn the dancing because there's someone will come you will dance and be happy and then they will funding me but like this is not actually the flourishing actually it is like Something that they are made up as to be their uh, the actors to help them, to support them, to justify this uh, colonization. Actually, so can I can I ask you? I mean, you uh, in your in this conversation, you've used the word occupation. You've said that they're colonizing yeah. us. Uh, Uyghurs refuse to use the term the the Xinjiang, yeah. which is of course the the uh, the term that uh, the Chinese give to this region, you use the, uh, the term East Turkestan. So you strongly believe that, like Israel has occupied Palestine, there is a parallel there, that these are occupation forces and they're trying now to, you know, maybe the Israelis are doing it in a different way, but they're trying to uh, solidify their occupation in this in this region. Palestine and Israel. This issue started in 1948, right? The occupation. Istriksan occupied in 1949. Only one year, after one year. This is the first thing. Second thing is, the China uh, completed occupation uh, very like fastly and started the colonization and assimilation. The is Israel, the only one differences between Israel and China on this issue is Israel occupied and then sometimes the occupation not completed, sometimes uh, more occupation, sometimes less occupation, but still there is the occupation is in the in the process. Actually the, the Israel didn't uh, complete the occupation, but occupied, right? Occupied. The China also occupied. This is actually the similar but the, in the process, actually, the China completed the occupation. They demol they assassinated our uh, the 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 government governors that we selected actually in the first place. They dissolved our national army, and then I, they integrated the whole the Istriksan administration into Chinese Central Administration. They changed the name, and then by the like, and then they changed the demography in 1940. Five or forty-nine, the Chinese uh, population was under ten percent, even around like uh, like five or six or seven. In in your region, in yeah, East in my Pakistan. region. Yeah. you know now it is like more than forty or even fifty percent. The China like changing. It is the demographic settlement. change. Yeah, actually, each word the now we uh, the the Muslim world they using 
for the Palestine or each word we use it in the in the in the history for the colonized territories like Jazai, like Algeria or the Morocco or or like other countries or the Muslim territories it's, it's a similar word we can use like settlement colonization assimilation the occupation and there is like a proxy government this kind of thing actually Now, uh, there are many Muslim countries, if not all Muslim countries, I mean, the vast majority of Muslim yeah. countries who back China up in this occupation and in this horrific uh, activity or repression in uh, East Turkestan. I mean, a few years ago, there was the Human Rights uh, um, Committee resolution at the United Nations, where the majority, the vast majority of the Muslim countries, Saudi Arabia, UAE, they supported China to against this resolution which came from yeah. one of one or two of the european countries um why why have the muslim countries not come into your defense actually um uh, it is something that more political something that we should analyze is more from the political perspective which is uh in the first of all i would like to uh give a very historical information very fastly which is before 2000 East Turkestan causes was the cause of Muslim world. It is supported by the Saudi Arabia, by Pakistan, by other Muslim countries. Actually, the in Turkey, in Malaysia, in in Egypt, and our Uyghur senior uh, activists at that time or leaders, uh, they are funding members of ISIS. They are funding members of Arab League. Actually. Uh, so all things actually the Uyghurs they have very good influence so what changed China providing you technology without any uh, condition and because what the China want to guarantee from the Middle East is the energy because without the Middle East China will die so that's why the China promising and giving and providing without the condition and then you can you can see that Oman uh, BIA and and then uh, the emirate and then the qatar bahrain saudi arabia even the syria before the war even after the war and the iraq those countries in the the in the african region egypt those countries uh, the morocco uh, algeria the big shopping malls the the streets the roads the country like a lot of uh the urban system the construction made by, construction the made by china yeah. infraction is made by china yeah. for very cheap manner and the credit is like uh, the china giving you very cheap credit this kind of opportunity actually made china very uh welcome partner without any political aim while you are say damaging your country how damaging in arab arab spring Uh, the the USA stand with the people against the governors. After the Arab Spring, they stand with the governors against the people. And this kind of thing, the the USA actually gaining something, but at the same time, it losing it is the friendship or the relationship with the Western, the Middle Eastern countries, and the China just like a liquid in. That's why those countries now voting or backing China, not backing actually the islam ban or like the genocide uh, but actually it is b- worse than that they are backing china only uh, because of that uh, economic interest or national interest it is worse 
because they want to ignore totally. Abdul Rashid, I, I, um, you know that there are lots of people that question uh, whether uh, this really exists and whether Muslims are being persecuted in in uh, uh, East Turkestan. I mean, your testimony is very yeah. powerful today, but there are people still yeah. who would say this is all American. The Americans are using it as one of the sticks to beat a rival superpower. Mm-hmm. China is rising and it's rising extremely fast and the Americans want to undermine China. And in that process, they're using uh, this issue of the, the Uyghurs. Yeah. Uh, how do you respond to that argument? Um, in the first of all, uh, this argument, as I told you, that not only question, it, this question didn't came to me not only as a Uyghur, actually, the, this question also questioned by a lot of uh, the, the Islamic movement or the, the 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 moments or uh, the other oppressed Muslims sometimes mm-hmm. why specifically this region supporting you but not other regions. Uh, uh, for example, um, the West supporting supported actually su- supported uh, like uh, the resisting movement in uh, Syria against the Bashar Assad. And a lot of some Muslims actually question it. Okay, you are actually proxy of USA or the West. If Turkey support, okay, you are proxy of Turkey or you you proxy of Qatar or other country. This is the problem. Is actually there is the problem is true. Okay, I oppressed it. I am I am oppressed. I am occupied. I am uh, my family being assimilated and uh, the tortured and. I have, as a Muslim or as a human being, I have rights to uh, ask for my rights and establish my country and reject oppression, right? This is something that fundamental thing we can agree with anyone. Yes. And I can prove that as like a political activist to give my uh, like personal testimony, I can provide you a political analysis why China doing. I can provide you the report is not only uh, made by Western countries. Actually, it is a lot of independent report released by Malaysia, released by the Turkey, uh, Turkish authority. And even uh, in 2018, uh, Olu, uh the former foreign ministry of Turkey, he said, I know that there is a, uh, real, real oppression towards the Uyghurs. We cannot be silent against it. Even the China frame that Uyghurs are not Turkic, and uh, the China framing the Uyghurs are the Chinese, and uh, the Chaosholos as they speak Turkish language better than us. We didn't uh, t- taught them the Chinese Turkish language. Actually, they the one who uh, the created the Turkish language. So, actually, it is not only the documented by the West. But what happened, what is the relationship between my cause and the West is uh, the wild China raising and the wild China raising globally or raising in the Asian region, uh, Middle Eastern region, Central Asia or Europe even economically, politically, militarily and other perspective. Actually, it is threatening the, the, uh, like the interest of those, uh, the, some countries like India, like Japan, or like directly USA sometimes. And this kind of uh, the conflict of interest between China and the West, or allies of the West, or 
when we analyze this is from the perspective of uh, international relations theory is uh, the, from the realistic perspective, if a country trying to change the status quo order, it will be a revisionist state and there will be status quo state to will be uh, resist and there will be like a conflict happen. So this is actually, we are in this period. China, the USA dropping, in, declining in a lot of uh, the region and China raising and trying to fill those gaps and to sneak in. And this is, conflict is also the real. We cannot, I cannot say like China and the USA, they don't have the conflict. They have the conflict. I have one problem. And that problem is in the way is that it is geo geopolitical problem, which is actually China doing those oppressions and genocide because it, it want to guarantee uh, the grand strategy that it's following to guarantee its existence in the future. That's why we are actually like weakness of China. So anyone want to beat China will beat through Uyghur, through Taiwan, through Hong Kong, right? So you cannot say that Hong Kong people, they didn't oppress it uh, during COVID. You cannot say that Taiwan, they are not threatening by China. The, the, the threaten, threat is real. Actually, the, yes, there is some, some people will stand up. They will use your cause to, man, your man, trying to manipulate your cause for their own interest. But it doesn't mean that your cause is fake, actually. Right, that's important. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not justifying that even I'm uh, like, sometimes I will... Uh, analyze my cause or like approach my cause from the political perspective and I'm not justified to be used my cause by anyone or like any Muslim even the Muslim country so like I cannot say that okay today my cause is used by Muslim countries that means my cause is good so I'm not like the cause uh, is measuring, the cause yeah cause is the cause I'm not measuring the and genocide is genocide genocide is happening it is like so you call it genocide um, explain yeah. that because of course some people will say well, you know, we're not killing people in large numbers. The Chinese are not killing people in large okay. numbers. Yeah. Okay, actually, it is uh, genocide is a legal term. It is not a sloganistic term. Yeah. I'm not like saying calling it genocide because I want to just drag attention more and more. Right. Um, the first of all, what is the genocide? So uh, there is a genocide term that the people will use it to describe something to drug attention. Sometimes it will be exaggeration, sometimes not exaggeration. But uh, when we talk about genocide in the framework of the international law or international convention, sign it up all the countries to define what is the genocide. Is There is actually uh, international convention uh, on prevent, preventing Genocide. This this convention, uh, framing out that there is five type of uh, crimes. In the uh, if any any one of them happen, it will be a genocide. Right. And does what's yes, one is a massive killing. Yeah. And uh, demolishing a condition for a specific uh, nation or specific ethnicity to live. So you are not killing, but you don't leave, leave, uh, let them to leave also. And uh, there's one is adopting, forcibly adopting the children of one nation. So you will took, took all the children from that nation and then give it to others. There's also others like uh, not killing, but you are 
damaging them physically, like very big damages. But all the five, the the fundamental, uh, the point of all of them, the similar point is same point is, is if you are targeting a specific nation or specific ethnicity, that's the genocide. Can I can I ask you a question about genocide? I mean, Israel, for example, has been quite quick to label at least some Israeli ministers this as a genocide. And again, some people will criticize the Uyghurs, unjustly, of course, but criticize them and say, look, if the Israelis are supporting the Uyghurs, then there must be some problem here. Actually, actually, okay, so I can ask this question also at the same time. Okay, to China supporting Palestine, so Palestine is your problem. That's true. Yeah, that's a very so, good. But I'm not asking this question do you know why? Because this question is very unethical. Because um, you should not measure uh, like a tragedy of a people or a cause of a, a person, which is like legitimized cause or legitimized demand, by the one who's supporting, actually. Because today's world is not the world that you are support, you will support someone because of the, the, the point that your principal port. You know the Israel. Israel is not a country respecting human rights, right? And then who will like he will respect my rights and that not respecting Palestinian one. So when it like when we return to our my my answer is so this thing from my perspective as a Uyghur, I will say, okay, see in the convention framing that this this is if this this is happened, it's a genocide. China massacred a lot of villages. And China arrested a lot of people. There is no condition for us to live. And also there is birth control, which is sterilization. And also there is the children are taken away from the houses. Yeah, explain that. I, we didn't ask, I didn't ask you about that. And children this is are like, taken away. The children uh, taken away is like that. So first of all, each children, when they are four or five years old, they will be sent to the kindergarten. And this is like normal assimilation process, which is like you will send your children, it's compulsory, and uh, you cannot re uh, reject, So, and the Chinese people will uh, raise them. This is a normal one, right? Okay, in, maybe you think, okay, uh, it will return in the night, I will like to change something and do something, but can you imagine that your children will grow up with Chinese people and teachers Chinese, eat like the Chinese person, and there's only the Chinese principles or a lot of things to give in to him and then even you are as parents you are very afraid that if you teach someone something your children in the night it will say okay teacher if you, you said that but my mother didn't say that said, okay you all be in the danger this kind of this is the normal one right second one is uh in the concentration camps you answered united nations reports that three million i will say i estimate as my organization we estimate it is eight million and even the China said itself, it is reported, it said in re-education camps, we educated 8 million people. It is a report published in 2019. Right. So 9 million people, let's say 5 million, even the 3 million, okay, 3 million people, they got been arrested in concentration camps. They will stay there for one year. And there is a million of people they arrested and sentenced in the jails. Concentration camps is something very separate in the uh, the jail, jail because the jail they will arrest anyone they can prove they did something. Okay, for example, my, my father he traveled to Turkey in 2016 with me, 
and he got arrested in 2017 in Ramadan after he already graduated from the concentration camps and he stayed in the in the jail for five years until last year. Like, okay, there's a lot of people like my father. Let let's estimate the people who arrested. Be optimistic, five million. So okay, those five million people, even some of them are husband and wife, some of them are like single mothers or single fathers. There is will be like like hundred thousands of like the, the children alone. The China will not give those children to the grandparents or other relatives. They will took them and put them in children's camp because we call it children's camp because no one will can visit them and they cannot go out. What they call it? Angel's house. So in the angel's house, they will be tortured and they will be like, only the Chinese teachers, they will raise you. Those children in five, six, seven years old, they only know those Chinese people as someone who are feeding them, who are training them. This is the thing that the China are doing. Okay, this thing, this thing happened. As Uyghur, I will say, okay, as Uyghur, my analysis, like my legal evaluation Reaching that, it is genocide. And then uh, we, in 2021, in London, uh, we uh, demanded from the independent legal experts to open a tribunal, Uyghur tribunal. They said, okay, I am Uyghur, but I want to say it is genocide. And I cannot uh, bring up this issue to the International Criminal Court or UN because the China has a very big influence on those uh, institutions to like uh, will cover up all things and we demanded from that le- legal experts independent ones they, like they are all of them retired people they work it on Rwanda genocide and other genocides we asked them they said okay they open it a trail and uh, they even request from the Chinese government to send representative to to uh, to say something. China rejected, and for one year of process, there's testimonies. A lot of testimonies even rejected by that court. They said, okay, this this is testimony we cannot use because it's not qualified enough. They don't have proof. And it was like during the COVID, a lot of people couldn't come. They managed to do something to come or like online remote uh, witnessing. There's a lot of former Chinese policemen. They also give the witnesses. There's a lot of leaked data, reports, not only from the West or the East. It's a lot of like globally there's witnesses. So where do we access this information? Because people ask me on... Actually, you can search like Uyghur Tribunal. They have the like website, official website. They will provide you all the proof. It's like the evidence they use it for that court. At At the end, the... Uh, the, the courts ruled out that, okay, this is the genocide. There is several type of crimes against humanity happening, but at the same time, there is uh, like three or four types of genocide crimes also happening. And uh, the, who is doing? Maybe it is only the doing by the governor of, like, Estrickson, right? They said, no, it is like central government. There is like direct proof proving that actually central government is the one who are committing this genocide. Okay, that's why I'm saying that. Genocide, the term now, as Abdurashid I'm using, is not a sloganist term. Actually, I'm using this terminology as it is a legal term uh, backed by this court, Uyghur Tribunal. And after that, or during that time, there's some Western parliaments, uh, including UK and uh, the the Netherlands, and they 
recognize it, uh, the what's happening in Israel as genocide in Canada, in USA. And then there is some other actors uh, like uh, the Forced Labor Act and other act uh, passed in U.S. Congress. Yes, each maybe we I will not exclude that the the possibility it is actually true that yes there there is really really obvious and very exclusive national interests of political interests of those country why they recognize genocide, but at the same time. Legal uh, the genocide is a terminology created by the West, right? It is uh, actually something coming from the human rights, which is introduced by the West. So while we are playing a game with the Western uh, institutions like UN, uh, like EU, European Union, human rights councils of those kind, those organizations. So while when we are talking with them or discussing with them or introducing what is happening in Turkestan, we will introduce them, okay, from the perspective, okay, the, the, from the language that they will understand, it's genocide. And that's why we need those parliaments, which is the institution of those that was, institution that recognize human rights, their fundamental principles, and then they will base that principle Maybe there will be interest of their them politically, but from that perspective, they can recognize, okay, this is the genocide. That's why we can like very like uh, easily divide that between political interests and the the reality that we are as Uyghurs actually the suffering. I mean one last question for you, Abdul Rashid. So I think um, you've put forward a very compelling case today. Yeah. Um, I hate to ask this question, but do you think that because China is so powerful and because the world has deserted the Uyghurs, at least the Muslim world has deserted the Uyghurs, uh, that Islam is going to be erased like Islam was erased in Spain? Islam will be erased in, in, uh, in East Turkestan and the Uyghurs will be so assimilated that the next generation, these children that have been adopted in inverted commas by Han Chinese, these children will become non-Muslims. Uh, do you think this is now the the certainty of our situation? Uh, okay, so in in Spain, Islam been erased in six hundred years, right? And another one is. It's not the first time we got occupied and assimilated or like suffering from China as a Muslim or as a the Turkic uh, the nation. We have 5,000 years of conflict with China. Like as a, like even before the century or after the century, before the being Muslim, after the being Muslim. Sometimes hundreds of years we are under China, hundreds of years they are under us to like it under, under our administration. So as a Uyghur with those like historical memory or historical identity, I will not, I've, I'm really optimistic that the, actually the time, the oppression or anything like, uh, from the perspective of time or like lens of like 70 years or from the perspective of the oppression or those things, it never changed some, like your nature. At the same, uh, like uh, you will remember or you will return your origin at, at, at the end of the day because my my people and our identity, our culture, uh, always or that place always reminding us something at that 
time and after a lot of thing and then you will return i will give you um uh, example for that uh, sometimes we forget some some time like some period previous period of time uh you are older than me and but uh if we just read the history there is a period that uh islam as a knowledge or islam as a religion and was not that much under like understood or that much explained or that much uh reachable like today just 70 years ago can you like we can know that in turkey in malaysia i i traveled a lot in to malaysia in in a lot of arabic countries in the west right uh, just imagine in 19 1930s like the world one uh, the world war 1 world war 2 after that do you think like the older people that they know the islam like this you know like the hassan al-banna in egypt right he the one like defeated uh, secularism there and then introduced Islam again, right? There's a lot of movements in the the Middle East, which is like actually the origin of uh, the region, the Islam separates the, uh, the the world, right? Turkey, a lot of people they totally forget what is the Islam, what is the being Muslim. Actually, today we Alhamdulillah we are really good Muslim and we know Islam very well. There is a lot of like the the contribution of the technology and a lot of things, but at the same time, it was like effort of many many people, and a lot of like the movements, and then actually the Islam revived, right? It survives. So when it comes to the Turkestan, my country was under the war before the World War One, is starting from the seventeen seventeen like seventeen eighteens we were on with the war with the China like under the war with the China. My people were like they sometimes separated into several small like city states, sometimes they united, they fighting, resisting. Like they remembering they are Muslim, but the Islamic knowledge or like like understanding Islam or practicing Islam was Sometimes like the in the high, sometimes declining, but it become already part of the the identity. I mean that after the occupation, we witnessed it as Uyghur a period that China banned Islam totally for ten years. All the imams arrested, all the Muslim scholars arrested, all the mosques uh, made uh, into other facilities to be used bars and like the, the the hospitals and others like in 10 years my grandmother always uh, reminded me that at that time even we forgot how to be muslim like what is the halal what is the haram some people because they have very good islamic education they will remain like as very good practice muslim in their like daily life but social life already the islam like really removed from the life the china like doing a lot of things and after 1975, we have no books, Islamic books. Even the Quran is like hard to find. And uh, a lot of thinkers, Muslim scholars, they got killed inside the jail. Few people actually from the previous time, they survived and they started to teach Islam. And some of the Uyghurs, they said, okay, we are river Muslim, but we should know what is the Islam really. And they traveled to Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Pakistan to learn Islam and come back to 
separate Islam from the beginning. Okay, today I'm Muslim because a scholar or someone who made the effort after 10 years of uh, removing Islam, Islam ban, yeah. totally like the people cannot access to Islamic knowledge. After that 10 years, he traveled around uh, outside or he find the Islam again came to teach my uh, someone else. And he's like the just one by one, one by one. Seriously, come to me, came to me. That's why. Uh, yes, the China will do something to do, to remove Islam partially, or he will convince some people to be really non-Muslim. They will say, okay, Islam didn't help us, so if we're not be oppressed, or let's be the Chinese. Okay, China, being Chinese is being like very proudly thing. And then some will like even my 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 brothers, like uh, like younger brothers, my uh, the cousins, they will not know what is Islam, maybe, or they will know on like in the houses. I don't know. So, but this doesn't mean that Islam will be erased, because until now the China cannot uh, reject the one fact. He, what? What is the fact? Is that China still forced to, being forced to accept that the Uyghurs are the Muslims, right? So China, when the China talking about OIC, talking to OIC or talking to other Muslim countries, they said, okay, see, we have the Muslims. The old Xinjiang are the Muslim, and actually, uh, do you want to visit this, uh, the Eastern Center? Is the good mosque so we would like you to visit? Actually, still the Islam is something that China cannot reject. That means like that name even will remain. So I believe that it will be like the revive again, and the, the the thing will be return. But at the same time, it is not that I'm not afraid of Islam. But what I am afraid is some people will die non-Muslim. Some people will die uh, without their rights. Some people will die tortured. Some women will die raped. Some like babies, they will die before they got born. And even like this kind of thing, and some people will die hopeless, the elderly. And some people will die in diaspora also, like, they, we are really, really devastated psychologically. This is something I'm afraid. I'm actually I'm afraid of today. Afraid of like individually, like specifically each like member of my community, and that's something that I am fighting for. For the Islam, like I mean, I believe that with effort, like it will revive and it will like remain something that it is like we have experienced it totally removal of Islam and revival of Islam. Brother Abdul Rashid, I mean, it's really been a, a fascinating show. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help uh, our brothers and sisters in, uh, in these regions. Jazakallah khair. Please remember to subscribe to our social media and YouTube channels and head over to our website thinkingmuslim.com to sign up to my weekly newsletter. Jazakallah khair. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 